This is an ABC podcast. From Alberta Ceratops to Amygdaladon and Saltosaurus to Stenopolix, get ready for a battle of the beasts in the greatest race of all time. Welcome to the Dino to see which dino will reach the finish line first. But it's no simple sprint. The landscape is always different, from the dustiest of deserts to the murkiest of mudflats. Anything goes in the Dino Dome. I'm your host, Amanda Shalala, but I couldn't call today's showdown without Dino Dome Factosaurus, Tim Richards. I'm as eager as an Urkitu. Let's get ready to roar! Slithering in from South America, heavy as two grand pianos, as thick as a barrel, and as long as a semi-trailer, it's the stupendous serpent. Titanoboa! As heavy as an Asian elephant, as tall as a giraffe, and as long as a bus, it looks like a reptilian turkey with colossal claws. Make some noise for the Mongolian monster, Therizinosaurus! Whoa, Therizinosaurus almost doesn't look real. Like, uh, there is no Saurus. <laughs> but I know what you mean. She's a theropod with a smallish beaked head, long neck, wide hips, and a big pot belly. She looks like a five-ton turkey. But what about those claws? They're the longest claws of any animal in recorded history. Oh, Titanoboa better look out for those. She may be a super-sized snake, but she's a stealthy master of hide and seek. So, who do you think has it in the bag, Tim? Will it be Zeno or Boa? Ooh, it's too tough to call. I think it depends on the landscape for this one, Amanda. Let's check it out. Yodeling Yananosaurus. Look at the height of that mountain. There's a forest at the base and a river curling around its middle. The taller the mountain gets, the less trees and more rocks. And it's snowing at the peak. Whoa! And check out that immense icefall on the descent. It reminds me of the Himalaya. The rooftop of the world. This environment will be okay for Zeno, but not so great for Boa. Zeno's fossils were found in the Gobi Desert, which was a lush floodplain during the late Cretaceous, hot in summer, yet cold in winter. Whereas Boa lived in the humid Colombian jungle during the Paleocene Epoch. She thrives in heat. Hang on, Paleocene Epoch? That was after the dinosaurs. That's right. Boa isn't technically a dinosaur. She's an extinct snake, the largest of all time. It's dinosaur versus serpent in an alpine ultramarathon. Our racers will start climbing through a stand of trees before levelling out and tackling a river crossing. Then it's a steep mountain climb up to the summit. But that's not the end. 
they have to navigate a dicey icefall to reach the finish line on the other side. They're at the starting line, raring and ready. On your marks. Get set. Dinos, Dinos go! Vino is away. She's power walking in an upright stance. Boa seems to be hesitating. She's lifted her huge head, but she's yet to take off. Do you think the climb is intimidating her, Tim? The incline shouldn't be a problem. Snakes can scale walls. I suspect Boa's just sussing out the situation before she strikes. Strikes? Yikes. Well, while Boa waits, shouldn't Zeno be breaking into a run? Maybe the incline is slowing her down. It does look pretty steep. You know how we shouldn't run with scissors? Same thing with Zeno and those claws. One trip and she could be shredded. Eek. Careful, Zeno. Those claws are the size of swords. More like scythes. The curved blades farmers use to slash crops. In fact, Therizinosaurus means scythe lizard. Oh my Gorgosaurus! Boa launched through that stand of trees like a bullet train. I wasn't expecting that. I thought snakes moved with more of a wriggle. There were a few different ways our snaky sisters travel. What we're seeing here is rectilinear motion by using her muscles to lift her belly forward, downward and backward. She can slither in a straight line. It's working. Boa is coming right up behind Zeno. They're almost at the river. Look out! Did Zeno just take a swipe at Boa? Oh no, no, the snake is safe. Why is she attacking those trees? Zeno's blades could have been used to ward off predators. But most of us experts think she used them to reap leafy feasts from dangling tree branches, just like she's doing now. Huh? I would have thought such a fearsome-looking fiend was a meat-eater. Well, it depends who you ask. Some paleontologists think Zeno's claws were for ripping open termite nests, and some think she was an omnivore. But most agree she was a vegger. Where did Boa go? She was right near the river. Remember I said she's a crafty camouflager? She could be anywhere. Zeno has reached the river. Can she swim, Tim? Well, we don't know for sure, but when her fossils were first discovered, she was mistakenly identified as a humongous clawed sea turtle. What the shell? Well, she seems to be dino paddling through the deep water with ease. Not so fast. Something is slowing her down. What's wrong, Zeno? It's almost as if she's anchored. She's already as heavy as an elephant. What's strong enough to weigh her down? It's hard to tell. She's moving, but not very well. Come on, Zeno. The edge is right there. She's struggling to climb up the bank. I can see her claws. She's using them to pull herself out, but... Boa wrapped around Zeno's tummy. I should have known. She was hiding underneath the water. See how her skin is the colour of algae? Perfect for blending in. Is Zeno okay? It would appear so. Zeno is out of the water and 
stumbling along the bank with Boa around her belly like a weighted belt. Wait, look. Boa is unfurling. Aha, she was getting a piggyback. Or should that be a piggy belly? <laughs> so Boa wasn't making a meal of Zeno. <laughs> no way. Many scientists believe Titanoboa attacked differently to modern-day pythons that squeeze their snacks. They think she lurked out of sight before ambushing prey with a sudden leap, kind of like a salty croc. If she's such a good swimmer, why hitch a ride? I think Boa was trying to conserve energy. Uh, yeah, they're about to hit the snow on their steep climb to the summit. That's why Boa is slowing down. She's solar-powered. She needs to be cautious when it's cool. Zeno is ahead as they make their way further up the mountain and across the rockier surface. But she seems to be struggling again. Her chest is heaving. I feel you, Zeno. I get huffy and puffy on hill climbs too. It's not just the angle, it's the altitude. The air is getting thinner the higher she climbs. Should we send the Dino Dome chopper in to airdrop some oxygen masks? <laughs> I'm not sure they make them Therizino size. They just need to take it slowly, one foot in front of the other, or in the Boa's case, just keep slithering. The snow is falling now. The clouds are hanging low too. Visibility could be a problem as they approach the summit. Boa seems lost. Look, she's flicking her forked tongue. Is she hungry? Well, maybe. But I think she's just trying to find her way. Snakes' tongues can help give them a sense of direction. They also help them to smell. Well, I hope that cow poo isn't too stinky. What poo? Right there. Oh, it's a yak. One of the few mammals that can survive at this height. Zeno has spotted the hairy Highlander. And she's heading straight for her. Are you sure Zeno's a herbivore? Yes, it looks like she's following her. Boa's right behind her. Follow your nose. I mean tongue, Boa. The yak is clearing a path and leading the way through the snow and clouds. Just a few more steps. As Zeno has reached the summit. Pity she can't take a selfie. But there's no time. She needs to start making her way down the other side of the mountain. The lack of oxygen up here makes it way too dangerous to hang around. Time's up, Zeno. Down you go. And here comes Boa. Slowly, slowly. She's made it. I bet she's the first ever snake to make it to the summit. <laughs> she's made history. The race isn't over yet. Down the mountain now, Boa. There's just the ice fall to go before the finish line. An ice fall is like a jagged frozen waterfall. Zeno is doing the right thing, taking careful baby steps down the slope. Here comes Boa, slowly in a classic S-shaped slither. Sidewinding, ideal for uneven, slippery surfaces. Zeno is ahead and picking up the pace. What was that? Oh no, the ice fall! It's moving! But there's nowhere for Zeno or Boa to hide. They have to ride the ice down the mountain. 
Dino has dug her claws in. She's holding onto her piece of ice like a sled. And Boa has coiled up on a separate icy slide. She's freezing and almost completely drained of energy. All she can do now is hope for the best as the ice carries her to the end. Zeno is powering down the slope like an Olympic loser. I think we have a clear winner, Tim. It's not over yet. Boa's ice is spinning out of control like a frozen frisbee. Oh, no! Zeno's makeshift sled has slammed into an icy speed bump. She's stuck just a few metres from the finish line. Here comes Boa on her spinning circular shard. <laughs> it's making me dizzy. Come on, Zeno, unwedge your sled. Boa's spinning to the finish. I don't believe it. The snake's going to take it out. Here she goes. Winner! Titanoboa has crossed the line first. Can we get a heater down there, stat? Zeno's given up on her sled. She's disembarked and is walking the final few steps to the end. Come on, Zeno. And Therizinosaurus crosses the line in second place. Smugly blanket for her, please. I'll run our domers through an action replay while you head down to present the trophy, Amanda. Zeno led as Boa sussed out the best way through the trees, then shot forward using rectilinear motion. The snake disappeared as Zeno dino paddled through the river, then re-emerged wearing Boa as a belt. Both races struggled to the summit through snow and cloud cover, but they hit the yakpot when a hairy Highlander helped them to the top. Zeno dug her claws into an icy sled for the descent, while Boa coiled up on a circle of ice and somehow spun her way across the finish line first. And I'm here for the Dino Dome Cup presentation. The chopper is lowering the trophy down to our snaky friend. Of course, she has no limbs, which is why you can see her opening her jaws to collect the cup in her mouth and... Oh. Titanoboa appears to have swallowed the trophy whole. Hysterical. Join us in the dome for our next Mesozoic matchup. Who knows what we can expect because... No dinosaurs were harmed in the making of Dinodome, as they're all extinct. Therefore, all sounds in Dinodome were made by humans and animals, including vultures, emus, camels and goats. <laughs> yes, goats. Dinodome is an ABC Kids Listen podcast. For more great podcasts to play, music to move and stories and soundtracks for sleep, download the ABC Kids Listen app for free from your app store.